Well, I want to welcome to the program Sherry Olson. Sherry's the executive director of Path of Life here in Spokane. Welcome to the program, Sherry. Thank you, Tom. It's a it's a pleasure to be here. So, Sherry, we're we're doing this interview. Of folks, uh, some of folks are watching it on Facebook or YouTube. Others are listening on the radio or on the podcast. We were using Zoom, and it's uh, the little joke that happened beforehand was. I was speaking, but you weren't listening. Uh, you were just, you were unable to hear what I was trying to say. And, and the problem was actually was at my end. I needed to turn on my microphone so I could actually have my voice be heard. So isn't that amazing how we can't interact? We can't have a good communication, a good relationship unless I actually can find my voice and let it be heard. Does this have anything to do with path of life? Yes, yes, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. In so many respects, because path of life was was founded many years ago on the basis of Psalm sixteen eleven, believing that the Lord will make known to us His path of life. Now, in the hearing and the listening, I can block somebody off and choose not to let you get to know me. But the Lord, in his graciousness, has invited us into that relationship with him to know him. And in knowing him, we can come to a place of being able to know others, try to know others, open ourselves up and try to work through relationship. Path of life, it, while we do have pregnancy center components, we are not just a pregnancy center. We are a relationship resource center the belief being the primary relationship in life is that relationship with Christ. And when we have that relationship with Christ, he then has the ability through his spirit to inform us in all our other relationships. Sherry, you did that really well. That Thank was, you. you do a great job. That was so well said. And, and I love the scripture. I love the scripture that you will, you know, you will show me the path of life. And, and, and that just speaks of the idea of a journey. Right, being on a journey, and what makes this path of life a path that is life-giving is the presence of the Lord. The yes. presence of the Lord that encounters us on the path. Yes. Um, and you all at Path of Life and Sherry as executive director, you're overseeing a staff of people who are encountering people on a path. But for many of them, it's not a path of life. And it's not a path where they're encountering the presence of Christ. Right. You're working with women in crisis pregnancies. You're working with women and men and families that have been impacted by abortion. And so a post-abortion uh, place of encounter for healing and recovery. You're, you're working with folks in relationships that on their journey are struggling mm -hmm. to communicate, to listen and be heard. And you're also working with folks who are struggling with unwanted same-sex attraction, gender identity uh, issues, as well as folks who just need medical services and uh, folks who have uh, lost a pregnancy. These are all like points of deep pain, concern, frustration, anxiety. Uh, the, the the number that that nest of of difficult emotions and difficult realities that make it hard to experience the peaceful, powerful presence of Christ in their lives. That's yes. where you guys, 
that's where you set up your 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 mission. That's where you set up your booth right there. Yes. That yes. is that's quite a mission. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And and I mean, if you will, beneath it part of it as we chose that name, the path of life. I mean, it was one of our volunteers stumbling upon the verse in Psalm 1611 and saying, oh, my lands, this is it. I've got it. And for many of us, myself included, I chose abortion in my past. And so I lived on a path of death. And when the Lord then healed that, and I had the opportunity to walk the path of life. I mean, it's one of those things he tells us in Acts, we can't stop talking what we've seen and heard because we've not only seen and heard, but many of us have lived it, that that ability to walk with Christ is the path of life. It provides sin, sin provides for us a path of death. Shalom, which is peace in, in the Lord is, is that path of life. It is that relationship of walking with him. Sherry, um, what you just shared um, it just in a way that was very ca- sort of casual and comfortable is something that many people can be just struck by uh, the testimony of saying that I made a decision uh, that was the decision to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. I- I'm going to, I'm going to guess that whatever was happening in your life, you probably didn't say to yourself, you know what? I'm choosing a path of death. I, that's what I'm doing here. That's what's happening. I willfully choose a path of death is probably what I'm guessing. Not a lot of women who are in crisis pregnancies are thinking that. Correct. Absolutely correct. In fact, at the time, and I didn't just choose abortion once, I chose abortion three times and believed that it, it would provide me the ability to continue in my career and to do all the things that I thought I I was destined to do. And in reality, it was sabotaging those things. It was sabotaging relationship. It was sabotaging me as a person. The Lord has created me as a female. I have this unique ability as a female to conceive and bear a child. And so by aborting those children, that was cutting that off. Part of who I am, part of my makeup. Once I became pregnant with those children, I was a mom. Mm -hmm. I was a mom. I was a mother. And so cutting that off, I had to then shut down a part of who I was. And when I shut down a part of me, I essentially have to shut down all of me because if I start to feel something, I may begin to feel the grief and the loss. Therein lies in my heart, of course, the the critical component of post-abortion healing. Often people will say to me, I I don't need healing. I have been forgiven by God. I, I do not controvert that at all. He is a loving and gracious and forgiving God. What, what I do want people to step into is the idea that forgiveness and healing are not the same thing. And when you reach a point, I mean, God has been so very gracious to me over the years that when, when I reached the point of healing, I was able then to talk about the abortion past and it no longer had a hold on me. Um, Yes, it's a grievous part of my history. It's a grievous part of my past. And yet at the same time, I'm, I mean, I'm in a very different place in my life right now. And um, excuse me for a personal moment, but God brought a wonderful godly man into my life. We have two grown children and we get the blessing. We get to celebrate our 30th anniversary next month. And honestly, there are times that I I'm driving home or whatever. And it's like, I do not believe I get to live this life. Hmm. 
I don't believe I got this. Only I did not get what I deserved. Mm -hmm. Only a gracious God would provide that. And so that's the part where I say, I can't stop talking what I've seen and heard because I know his work. I know it firsthand. You know, Sherry, you, before the interview, I was praying and um, it would, John 11 uh, bubbled up uh, the raising of Lazarus from the dead. And uh, I want to bring that in here because there's a moment in the story where Lazarus has been, let me use a theological word, redeemed. He's mm-hmm. been brought from death to life mm-hmm. when Jesus said, roll away the stone, Lazarus, come out. Mm-hmm. And that's in some ways, I'm going to compare that to the moment of forgiveness, the mm-hmm. moment of the Lord's mercy that met your life and that the Lord mm-hmm. offers to all of those women who under whatever stress, duress, and pressure, or whatever their circumstances, make that decision to end the life of the baby in their womb uh, through abortion. Uh, that That's sort of like Jesus rolling away the stone saying, come out. But that's not the end of the story. Uh, John eleven forty four 44 is where Jesus says to uh, those around Lazarus, unbind him and let him go free. Mm-hmm. Unbind him and let him go free. Uh, is that, can you put that into the context of uh, post-abortion healing? And and I, I want to use the word restoration. Absolutely. Restoration. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so interesting how you would use that example, Tom, because I've also helped on, um, Rachel's Vineyard Retreats, part of Rachel's Vineyard Retreats is the living scripture. And they use that living scripture. And actually in the living scripture, it's a, it's a, Teresa Burke has done an amazing job of the, how she has written all that so that you are actually experiencing that. And so they take bandages and we actually wrap them around parts of ourselves, like our really? heart, our mind. Okay. The Lord tells us to renew our minds And so if that is a struggle, if that is an area in which I struggle, I can ask, you know, and and we do it with permission. It's not like, you know, you're just going to take somebody and start wrapping them up like maybe you would do a younger brother or sister or something like that. (laughs) Um, But it's it's the permission is as asked and then is given and then the opportunity to remove those grave clothes or remove the shame remove whatever it is that is binding you up. Because uh, unfortunately, the enemy often knows us better than we know ourselves. And he knows those areas in in me, those insecurities that he can easily target. And he does that. And he will keep me in this place. I mean, one of the things for me was I couldn't help in a children's ministry at church because if people really knew me, they wouldn't trust me with children. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or another issue for me when after Chuck and I married was I probably shouldn't have a child because look what I did to my previous children. Mm-hmm. What kind of a mother would I make? Yeah. And so those were grave clothes that could have to come off. And I wasn't a perfect mom, but man, I have two beautiful daughters. And by the grace of God, I was a pretty good mom. Mm-hmm. Sherry, that's so powerful. Uh, you talk about the the devil. He's the father of lies mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he binds us up through lies and through deception, yes. right? Through deception. Yes. And I think that one of the things that holds back relationships, holds back someone being able to sort through unwanted same-sex attraction and gender identity issues, what holds back women from even coming forward 
to mm-hmm. seek support in the midst of a crisis uh, or unexpected pregnancy are these clever lies, right. these clever lies that say, you know, how dare you even put yourself forward and, and how embarrassing for mm-hmm. you to bring your situation out in the open. Absolutely. And those lies are pervasive in so many ways. Like we find ourselves being drawn away by the deception. One deception that is a particular sore spot with me currently is you often hear that crisis pregnancy centers are fake clinics. And, and, and I've like, what? Okay. So at path of life, we do offer medical services to support our other services. They are overseen by an OBGYN. Ultrasounds are performed by RNs and a physician. I mean, they're volunteers. So, and so, and then our STD, STI testing is performed by an RN who does the collection samples. Pregnancy tests at Path of Life are lab quality done by an RN or a medical assistant who has been registered with the state of Washington. And so, as I look at those, I become somewhat um, like a mama, if you will. Mama bear. I do. I do. Because these volunteers are giving of their time. And I must say, giving of their time very generously, very generously, to the extent that they are completely and entirely willing to be here sometimes three days in one week mm-hmm. to provide those medical services. And so hearing someone say, this is a fake clinic, mama bear rises up and says, how dare you, you know, these, these individuals who have invested their life in all of this education, who have a heart toward the Lord, who are willing to give of their time, how dare you to put them down and say that they are less than some other professionals in their same field. Yeah. Yes, that's Sherry Olson talking with me today. She's the executive director of Path of Life. The website, if you're watching this online on Facebook or YouTube, you see it's pathoflifespokane.org. Hi, this is Dr. Tom Curran, and you know me as the host of Sound Insight. I am also letting folks know that As a realtor licensed in the state of Washington and in Idaho, I love serving Catholic families and others who are discerning a move for yourselves. It's much more than buying or selling a home. It's discerning a whole new life. If that's something that you would find uh, a help in, if I could be of service to you, please be in touch. You can find out more at drtomcurran.com, drtomcurran.com. That's Sherry Olson talking with me today. She's the executive director of Path of Life, pathoflifespokane.org is the website where you can learn all about their services and other things. And Sherry, one of the reasons why you're here on the program is to talk about the event that's happening next week on the 15th of September, Anchored to Courage, your Path of Light fall event. And you know, I'm coming because of the desserts. So oh, good, good. <laughs> and the uh, desserts, I mean, once again, uh, we are a pretty lean organization. We have one full-time employee and then two part-time employees and 45 volunteers. Wow. So all of the volunteers, the people who are helping with this event, as you can see, 
primarily volunteers. And so the desserts, let me tell you, that volunteer is amazing. I mean, this will, you walk in there and you'll look at those and say, this looks like a magazine cover. She does a beautiful job of thinking about what to put where and what colors and how to display, how to have variety. So while it's not a full meal, um, there will be like some hors d'oeuvres and cheese and things like that. And, but it's mostly. Oh, no, Sherry, Sherry, you're not you're not even talking about it. Right. There's a charcuterie board. So you got to use you got to use the big okay. word. Right. Yes. So yeah. my uh, my oldest daughter was on a um, missionary uh, effort, missionary year. And one of the uh, one of her teammates uh, in this mission year was uh, the daughter of a chef. And she herself went to. Um, culinary school, whatever you call wow. that. Yeah. And, um, and so she learned all about how to make charcuterie boards. So they came to our house and all of a sudden it was like the heavens opened yeah. in a whole new way. It wasn't just going to get one of those pre-made peel off the, the plastic and here's the line of little cheese squares, <laughs> and little crackers. Mm-hmm. No, this was it was a garden. It it's was, a, it, is. it was, it it's was a art. work of art. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. So that's, that's one part of the event. We will have a silent auction. We have a few items for silent auction, but then we'll all go into the sanctuary and we have a worship team. Um, so there will be some music. There will be corporate singing of, of one song. And there will also be um, some testimonies. Path of Life does have our four ministry areas. And yet, and we also have an education portion of our ministry. Um, so we do go out into the community. And so we're going to have some testimonies about that as well. And our um, featured speaker is going to be Ali Beth Stuckey, who has a podcast relatable. Um, we've been very impressed by her stance and her approaches to things. And as we considered our theme of anchored to courage, particularly in the time that we live in, we see anchored to courage. We're anchored to Christ, first of all, anchored to his word. That anchors us then to courage, to be able to courageously go out into our community. Of course, always with compassion, always with the love of Christ and with the truth. Amen. Uh, yeah, that's really neat. I, I'm like, how did you get her to come? I mean, yeah. she's, a, she's got a very popular podcast called Relatable. She she's does. the author of a best-selling book called You're Not Enough and That's Okay, mm-hmm. where she really challenges this idea of a self-centered approach to life, even a self-centered approach to, to Christian faith in yes. life yes. and um, and is a voice that is strong. And so folks, you'll see her on some news news shows. I think she mostly appears on Fox News, but not only Fox News, mm-hmm. um, where she'll bring forth like strong messages. So um, that's really neat that you got her to come out all the way to little old Spokane Valley, Bible, yeah. Valley Bible Church. And it's, um, I'm going to have to leave early because it's about two miles from my house. So- <laughs> I love it. I'm going to be there. I'm excited to be there as well. And um, at Valley Bible Church on Sullivan Road in Spokane Valley, uh, coming up next, a week from Thursday on September the 15th at Valley Bible Church, Anchored to Courage, this event that goes in support of Path of Life Spokane. Um, Sherry, uh, as we're talking here, I don't want to... I don't want to depart from the post-abortion restoration that the Lord has for us until you have a chance to speak to some who are listening, because uh, there is a way in which 
uh, post-abortion recovery involves a secret shame. And you talked about Project Rachel, you talk about efforts like yours, a path of life that are meant to be there for women who are going to take the risky step of coming forward and, um, and identifying themselves as being in need of that kind of movement from death to life, from being bound up to, to being healed. Would you speak to folks who are listening right now who either themselves are in a post-abortion situation because they've had an abortion or because they encouraged someone mm -hmm. to have an abortion? Mm -hmm. What I would say to someone, it would be, you're never beyond grace, number one. And number two, um, yes, there, it's very fearful reaching out for help. I can remember my heart being up in my throat the first time I ever said to somebody that I'd had an abortion and I was terrified of what they were going to say, think of me. And I, I, in my brain, it's like, I knew I was going to a place that I wasn't going to be able to back down from. I would never again be able to cover that, but actually sharing that secret rather than being fearful was freeing and still is freeing. Once I, once I shared that secret, the enemy no longer had a hold. He was no longer able to keep me in this box. So I encourage you reach out, um, do your research. There are a lot, many years ago when I sought healing, there weren't many programs. There weren't a lot of different ways. Now, yes, there are many, not of the, not all of them are ones I would recommend. There are some that promote um, to just tell your story. Healing is more than telling your story. Um, telling your story can give you what I call a cathartic release where it's like, whoo, I feel better now. And then later you can go, you, the shame is still there because you haven't worked through that shame. And so then you can think, oh goodness, it didn't work for me. No, that isn't the case. It's just that the program that particular program that you that was chosen was ineffective. Mm -hmm. And so um, there are Rachel's Vineyard retreats that go for a weekend. I've helped on Rachel Vineyard retreats. The program that we use at Path of Life um, is a week by week program, which I think is awesome because you can look at an issue, a portion of your grief story, you can take home, you spend the week on that issue, then you come back together. And you're able to discuss it. I had one sweet woman, remember this many years ago, who came and she looked around the room and she just started to cry. I mean, because it's hard the first night. I mean, your, your story is out of the bag and you haven't even opened your mouth mm -hmm. because you're there for a post-abortion recovery group. Yeah. And she looked around and she said, oh, how I wish my husband could see you all. You all look so normal. Mm. And it wow. was like bless her heart, you know, because there is this idea of, um, there's something wrong with me. I'm not quite right. Yeah. Um, that I, well, that Sherry, I think about, again, let's go back to the name path of life that, that the idea of experiencing healing and restoration after an abortion mm -hmm. is a path to walk. Mm -hmm. And when you can walk with compassionate, mm -hmm. um, faith filled, uh, counselors, mm -hmm. faith filled, uh, uh, companions who are not going to provide judgment and condemnation, but can minister healing right. in, in Christ's name, can provide a sympathetic ear to can grieve and move from grieving to a sense of hope again. 
Uh, this is huge. This is it just, is. Uh, and, and so I actually, I want to um, circle around. And so, so folks, just to say, if you're listening or watching um, and you're not in the Spokane area, please look to your local church, your local churches for Rachel's Vineyard or other, rela- uh, other resources mm-hmm. that have a faith-based approach yes. to uh, a- experiencing the unbinding and setting free that Christ wills for you. God doesn't want you bound up and he, he doesn't want you living a, a half full life. The mm-hmm. fullness of joy in his presence yes. is what the Lord intends for us. And if you're in the Spokane area, please reach out to Path of Life. It's pathoflifespokane.org. Pathoflifespokane.org is the website where you can find out not only about post-abortion healing, restoration, and recovery, but so many other services. Mm -hmm. One final word on this, and then I want to get into other areas that Path of Life covers, Sherry, while I have you. Um, In the post Roe Roe versus Wade, post-Dobbs situation that we're in right now, is there something, what's the impact? What do you see as something um, new in, in this moment where now Roe versus Wade is overturned um, with, the, with this Dobbs decision? Uh, has that done anything to bring um, people towards you uh, at all? Yes and no. Uh, and, and that's part of, I guess, the beauty of living in America is that there's, it's a democracy. What I would say that Dobbs has done has brought that choice closer to the people, as opposed to it being out in an, it, like justices making a decision. The people now have the ability in a country where we're of the people, by the people, for the people. You want a decision such as this, which as someone of faith, I believe to be a, a, a moral decision. You want that to be as close to the people as possible. When you remove it and keep it so far away, people like me, who as a teenager had three abortions, I can go, well, it's legal. It must be okay. Without much thought. What you just said is really profound. I don't think we get that. Parents don't often get that. Adults don't often get that. That when you make something legal, you're associating it with, therefore, it's also moral. And it it gives an implicit sense. I think often we live in a world that says that uh, uh, laws have nothing to do with morality. Mm -hmm. And it's actually just the opposite. The history of the concept of law is absolutely connected to rewarding virtuous behavior and putting up a set of consequences that say we want to um, diminish the likelihood and we want to put consequences that are negative on you. If you choose this behavior, you can choose it, but you know what? The state itself is going to say, this is not behavior that's going to lead you to life or the, or the community to life. Yes. And, and the idea that somehow if we legalize something, we're taking down the barrier that says you shouldn't do that. You right. shouldn't. Do, it's just it's it's a it's 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 a clever. It's again, it's one of these clever kind of diabolical approaches to um, reducing a sense of um, of conscience about what is right and wrong. And I mm-hmm. think also um, it it has a way of swindling uh, swindling people out of innocence. Mm-hmm. by uh, enticing them to say there's no barrier to get on that path. 
Exactly. And, and I would say the same holds true in the issue, like as we're seeing so many young people now with rapid onset gender dysphoria. And um, some professionals now are saying, oh, it's fine, go ahead. Unfortunately, when you look at the data, the United States is, I would say, falling behind, both in the issue of abortion, as well as in the issues related to transgender. Because now, in, in, I mean, when we look at the Dobbs decision, the impetus behind that was to ban abortions that were um, where the, the child was more than 15 weeks developed. And we were only one of like seven undeveloped countries. We were the only developed. Well, I shouldn't say the only one because China was one of them who would ha have abortions through all nine months of pregnancy, which often I hear people say, oh, that isn't true. Actually, it is true. Um, even 21, 22 years ago, when I was pregnant with our youngest child who has Down syndrome, six weeks before she was born, they were saying, you do know you have the option of abortion. And that was here in the state of Washington 22 years ago. So yes, people do do abortions through all nine months of pregnancy. I know that I have her file. If anybody'd love to read it, I'm happy to share it with you. Um, that option was presented to us every week when we went in for the appointment. So the idea behind um, it's legal and it's okay. There, there is a, there's a fissure between the two. You know, Sherry, um, my, my wife and I blessed with these nine children uh, during one of the pregnancies, um, they uh, took a blood test uh, and, you know, just doing different medical things. And they came to us and they said, we want to counsel you on the reality that there is a likelihood that this pregnancy, this child is going to be down syndrome. And we want to give you that option as well. If, if you want to have options, we want you to know that, um, this is available to you. And I said, can you help me understand what you mean when you say that our child is likely going to be Down syndrome? And it took out the chart and I said, can I see it? And, and they showed me and they said, well, the likelihood is one in 87. Okay. You want me to say those numbers again out loud? There's yeah. a one in 87 chance that your child is going to be Down syndrome based on the, the re results of this mm -hmm. test. And as a result of that, they were going to say, do you want the amniocentesis? Do you want to go further? And you want to go take a, and, and I'm, that that's a risky procedure by itself at the time mm -hmm. when we were having, and I'm like, you're kidding me. This, this is, you go from that kind of result to this kind of guidance, to this kind of recommendation. It was so offensive to me. Mm -hmm. The, 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 again, that downward flow, the, the, the whole force of, of the, the medical professional bringing this guidance to you. Yeah. yeah. Horrific. Mm -hmm. What a terrible thing. What a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. And, 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 and unfortunately, like in my case, I mean, I had three abortions as a teen and then this experience in my forties with a child of down with down syndrome, um, she's 22 and she's delightful. Um, I have two children, just like anybody that has two children with different strengths and different weaknesses. Yeah. God has created her exactly as he intended. And I frankly can't imagine what our family would be like without her. Yep. It well, Sherry, and this is the, so here's the thing. Carrie's next youngest sister 
has special needs. She's mm-hmm. developmentally disabled and she is, her name is Christina Joy. So mm-hmm. yeah. she's a little Christ and she's a source of joy is what mm-hmm. she is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and our Carrie's family and my family wouldn't be who we are without Christina. Without. Being, being Christina, being mm-hmm. the gift that right. Christina is. Right. So again, I'm talking to Sherry Olson. She's the executive director of Path of Life today. And we're covering these major areas of painful need that many people today are walking on a path and they're not experiencing life. Well, Path of Life steps in at that point, like Christ as the Good Samaritan. Again, I'm talking to Sherry Olson. She's the executive director of Path of Life today. And we're covering these major areas of painful need that many people today are walking on a path and they're not experiencing life. Well, path of life steps in at that point, like Christ as the good Samaritan walking a path and meeting those who have been sometimes beat up and left on the side of the road. You touched on one, Sherry, one of the areas that you guys cover, and that is in, in what you called rapid onset Mm -hmm. gender dysphoria. Mm -hmm. I've not heard it talked about like that. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. you know, I've heard the phrase gender dysphoria or unwanted same-sex attraction, or that idea of not feeling good at feeling in your skin, feeling comfortable with your sense of gender identity. But rapid onset, which is not a surprise at all to me, it seems like it is uh, fostered. It is it is prompted through social media platforms that reach out to kids who are in awkward stages of their own sexual identity awareness happening, that then they, they get this message spoken and, and, uh, and washing over them. Uh, is, is there any sense of connection between this reality of rapid onset gender dysphoria and what kids are exposed to nowadays? Mm-hmm. What kids are exposed to plus, I mean, you've been a junior hire at some point, your children have been junior hires at some point. Um, and it's an awkward phase for all of us as we try to learn and grow and understand who we are. Um, there's, there's a book by a woman who's a journalist, Abigail Schreier called Irreversible Damage. On this very issue, she it's not a book that she sought to write, but as she began to do some good investigative journalism, she began to, to look at this issue of rapid onset gender dysphoria and say, whoa, 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 wait a minute, what are we doing to, particularly in her case, young girls by promoting the idea of of doing a social change at school. Kids are changing their identity at school. That information is being kept from parents and not shared with them. I mean, we've had- Yeah, sure. Just to say that again out loud. Again, folks, like it might've washed over them and they might've like gently heard about it a little bit, but not really thought about it. Say that again out loud. In the state of Washington, if Mm -hmm. you have a tween- or a 13-year-old, a 13-year-old at school who begins to experience this rapid onset gender dysphoria, what happens? They can go to a school counselor and say, golly, my name's Sherry. I think I was born a boy. Will you call me, you know, Fred? And they, for all intents and purposes at the school, can do the name change do the preferred pronouns, but not share that information with the parents. The danger I see in that is that really is trying to drive this wedge between a God-given parental authority over a child 
um, and, and the child. And so then the child then has this separate autonomous agency that they can create this at school so they can do what they call social change at school, like in high school. And I've seen this bear out where individuals have changed their, their identity to the other, another sex at school. And then the parents didn't even know about it, maybe then until the diploma was issued at their graduation. And maybe the diploma has been issued in this other name, not the given name of the child mm -hmm. that the parents gave them or other cases where that was withheld from the parent. And maybe they got an email from their child. Then when they went to college saying, here's my new name, you have to respect me, you have to this, this and this. Um, and I can remember so many years ago, unrelated to rapid onset gender dysphoria, it was in the public school system, visiting with a teacher about some of the sex ed curricula. And at that time, I could go into the school, I could view the curricula and say, you know, this is not appropriate for my daughter. She doesn't need to see step parents having sex with stepchildren. And, and I mean, so much about it, it was like, wow. Um, I'm not comfortable with this. And I know my daughter would not. And teachers saying, but, you know, Mrs. Olson, you're not getting it. And I said, you know, one thing that I'm getting, though, is that I am this child's parent. I am responsible for her. And when the wheels start to fall off at 18, 19, 20, whenever they fall off, I will be the one left to clean it up. You will not be in their life then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sherry, it is, it's, it's profoundly disturbing mm -hmm. and parents can feel really powerless. Mm -hmm. You've got the machine of the state, uh, the federal government at one level, the state government at another level. And then you have uh, the superintendent of public instruction, their policies that get then woven down through public schools. It, it can feel overwhelming. Sure. Where does path of life step in and what kind of support do you offer to these teens, to young adults, to adults mm -hmm. who are facing unwanted same-sex attraction and gender identity issues. Mm -hmm. And the key here is that it's unwanted same-sex attraction. I mean, there are some individuals that are like, I'm gay and I'm perfectly comfortable with that. Okay. Um, this is for individuals who are saying, I don't know why I am more attracted to males than females. And so where we step in is we, we're part of a network, a nationwide network of Restored Hope Network is what it's called. And we partner with other ministries throughout the country, some of whom have individuals who have, have detransitioned, like a woman who lived as a man for many years, a biological woman who lived as a man. She has returned um, to her, to living as a woman. She has an incredible testimony and she has done a really wonderful teaching for us on what are the roots that contributed to that? What was the environment, the home environment that contributed to that sort of thinking out of that, a trunk, a tree trunk grew um, or a foundational basis for her beliefs. And then the fruit was that she lived as a male for a time and yet in contrary to what her biology was speaking. And so as she looked down at those roots and said, oh, my goodness, my dad was abusive. I my determination was that I was going to be the kind of man who treated women well. 
But in reality, what happened in her own attempts at trying to, if you will, change who she was, she realized as she was in a relationship with a woman that, oh, my lands, I've turned into my dad. I am treating this person like my dad did. She didn't solve the problem as she had thought it would. And so that's our approach is a biblical approach, looking at that tree model, if you will, let's look at those roots, let's look at the environment and what kind of a trunk has grown up. The trunk, am I believing truth or am I believing lies? Because the only strong trunk is gonna be one that is based upon truth. Truth is an amazing thing, it never changes. It never changes. So Sherry Olson is my guest today. She's the executive director of Path of Life in Spokane. And the website's pathoflifespokane.org. She's joining me today um, not only to share on these really critical topics, which are things that it's not a matter of us like choosing them. It's a matter of them coming at us. So parents, grandparents, young adults, realize it or not, these are things that are coming at us. And the question is, how do we become equipped through our faith in Christ to be able to flourish in this kind of world, but also to be a source of compassion and accompaniment, to walk with people on a path where they're struggling to help them come to life? And if that's something that you want to support next week, uh, a week uh, on Thursday, September the 15th, so a week from uh, the, the time this program is airing, Anchor to Courage is a fall dessert featuring uh, Ali Stuckey. Um, she's the host of the podcast Relatable. And you can register for this event and come to it. I'll be there. Uh, you can meet Ali Beth. You can meet Sherry. Uh, pathoflifespokane.org. There's an events tab which you can register for this. Again, it starts at 5:30. Uh, the the yummy dessert table and charcuterie board and other wonderful little yummies it starts at 6:30. There's also a um, silent auction uh, presentation by Ali Beth and again a time of of prayer and song as well. Uh, and I, I'm privileged to be the uh, MC for the event. I'm excited to, to come. Thank you for uh, inviting me to come and be part of that, Sherry. I really appreciate oh, that. Thank so you. I'm excited about this. And there'll be a chance to, to give as well, to make a free will mm-hmm. donation to support the important work of Path of Life here in Spokane. And that's, again, it's at Valley Bible Church on Sullivan Road in Spokane Valley. But go to pathoflifespokane.org to register for that event. Mm-hmm. Sherry, um, there's, but there's more. You're there's not only- more. There's not only offering folks who struggle with uh, recovery after abortion or for those who are uh, uh, trying to navigate unwanted same-sex attraction or gender identity issues. You also just tell people who are struggling in relationships, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Gee, is that something that you need to bring uh, the perspective of faith and and, uh, resources of, of trained professionals to address? How does Path of Life help with that? And what are some of the things that you find are often some of the key themes that relationships struggle, uh, where people are struggling today? Well, as Path of Life exists to offer the support, um, healing and wholeness to sexual brokenness. And so as we look at this as in a big picture, there are individuals who struggle with unwanted same-sex attraction and gender identity, but as examples, there are also parents involved there too, that are going, ah, what do I do with my child? And it's not, you know, I mean, often people go, oh, great. I can just take my child and drop them off and path of life will fix them. Actually, no, 
Many times it's family systems. And so we have friends and family groups. Um, What's a family system, Sherry? You just used a big phrase yeah, there. And, you know, yeah. I'm trying to figure out when you say a family system, what is that? That's in, in, in path of life world, it's a mom and a dad and a covenantal relationship and a marriage. And that is often, unfortunately, not always the case in our society. Um, there is divorce in our society. Um, and so or there might be a brokenness in the relationship between mom and dad, a difficulty in their communication. And so we have friends and family groups for those individuals. One group is online. It's a Zoom group. Um, and in that is actually parents that are throughout their parents throughout the country that we have on that group. Um, we have another group that meets here at Path of Life of four moms whose kids are struggling with unwanted same-sex attraction or gender identity issues, because we want to help them, you know, how do you do this parent thing? How is it that you walk through this in a, in a compassionate, loving, godly fashion with the truth, with the truth of God's word? How do you raise your child up with that? Um, and so we want to assist with that as well. Other relationships may be my husband struggles with um, same-sex attraction. Mm -hmm. And so in our relationship resource arm, we have areas where we can, you know, what are healthy relationships? What is an emotionally healthy relationship? How are you walking with them faithfully? You've made a covenant in this marriage, and yet you don't want to enable sinful behavior. You know, Sherry, I think about uh, it's probably 15 years ago that um, there was this big emergence of, of the challenge of internet pornography, right? Mm -hmm. Before smartphones, before mm -hmm. the big, uh, the, the large emergence of social media platforms and live interactive video. So when you look at the here and now of where we're at, um, how would you uh, evaluate the challenges that you encounter at Path of Life associated with internet mm -hmm. pornography on relationships and mm -hmm. families. It's absolutely huge. And it has a profound influence upon young people as, as well as adults. There's an addictive component that draws you in. We have to recognize the addiction. We have to recognize what we're walking in and in our opinion, make a choice to walk with Christ instead. Um, that may be golly, I'm, I'm plugging the router. I'm not going to have internet service. If this is such a temptation to me, I mean, you think about it. If you have alcoholics who like, I can't go into a bar. Okay. If this is your drug of choice, you, you have to take some drastic measures. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you think about what's at stake, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The more there is at stake, the more serious we have to make a response, Absolutely. right? If we're on the Titanic and there's, it's going down, you've got to get on a lifeboat or you're literally going down with the ship and, and those waters are icy cold. You will not make it. It's and nice. it, it's one of those things where it's hard for churches to bring these kind of messages out into the open. And mm -hmm. so I think there's a lot of secret shame, secret suffering and, uh, men and women not knowing what to do, just right. feeling powerless and in bondage because mm -hmm. sin brings about that type of bondage, but not knowing how to walk a path to help them find freedom for, yes. and to walk in freedom, right? To walk in freedom mm -hmm. that Christ wills for us, but it is going to take that kind of serious effort. Yeah. 
Yeah, serious and very focused effort. And that's, that's what, you know, we're willing to meet with someone on a weekly basis. And two, I mean, the other arm of ministry, if you will, is the unplanned pregnancy arm. There are still unplanned pregnancies. Um, as much as we are hearing now of, you know, the Dobbs decision took away my rights. I disagree with that. There was no right in our constitution to abortion. Um, and there are still people who are having are getting pregnant and they're choosing, they want to parent this child, but have absolutely no idea how to do this. How do we do this? And so our consultants will walk alongside. We have what we call um, an earn while you learn program where they can come in and they can earn like baby clothing. They can earn diapers. They can also earn, they can earn a crib. They can earn a car seat. They, they are, they choose what are the things that you will need? How do we best support you in this? And their consultant stays with them. Um, not just, you know, up to the point of birth. It's like, we have uh, consultants that are in contact with people that their, you know, clients gave birth many years ago. Mm-hmm. I think that's really powerful. That's Sherry Olson today talking with me about the many services and uh, the mission of Path of Life. It, it's here in the Spokane area. I do encourage you to reach out to Path of Life. We've covered four main areas. You just touched upon that last one very briefly. Um, we started with post-abortion trauma, moved into in recovery from that, right? Finding a, a path of life for them and then moving into uh, the unwanted same-sex attraction and gender identity issues. Then moved into relationship counseling, helping parents who are dealing with kids who are struggling with things or just, again, the, the patterns that are part of family life. We all experience brokenness in our homes and, and we don't often know what to do to break those patterns and overcome attitudes that are holding us back from flourishing that Christ, the way that Christ wants. Sometimes we need help. We need help from outside. Uh, sympathetic and professional voices that will bring a faith-based perspective to help us uh, to not settle for less than what God wants. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you just talked about, Sherry, the way in which... Uh, you have the unexpected pregnancies and, mm-hmm. and, and then women who, young women often, who want to make that choice, a courageous choice to say, I want to keep my baby. I want to remain pregnant. I want to bring this child to birth um, and, and be a mother or mm-hmm. potentially place that child uh, into adoption, um, you know, whatever that choice is. And Path of Life, you're there. You're there to walk with them. That's quite a mission. Uh, it doesn't sound like you have many like light days or <laughs> you're dealing with people in, in heavy moments in really heavy moments, Sherry. So what do you do together with your many volunteers and small staff at Path of Life to be able to stay, let's say, fresh in that sense of joy and freedom that the Lord has? What, where do you guys find that? Oh my goodness. You know what? I get the privilege of working with some of the most amazing people. I really do. In fact, um, our receptionist who was here for four and a half years, she just recently left a new receptionist just started yesterday. And her comment to me this morning was everyone here is amazing. They're absolute. She said, I haven't met anybody yet. And I heartily agree. Everyone here is amazing. And so we have, I would say, the ability 
the Lord has blessed us kind of like in Zephaniah, where he talks about you walk shoulder to shoulder and you're so close, the enemy can't get through because the Lord has given us each something that we do. And so part of that is understanding what we do, but then we also at the beginning of every shift um, have a time of prayer so that we can pray for one another. That way we can hear what's happening in your life that you're struggling with right now. How might I pray for you on that particular issue? So that's a part of it. Another part of it, of course, is that we ask our volunteers and our staff to please be involved in a personal Bible study um, because we believe that God's word is going to inform us and teach us and continue to instruct us. Um, all of our lives. I, I don't look at that at the word and go, oh, Sherry's retirement plan's coming up. It's not coming up. Um, the Lord has purpose in my life for my whole life. And so the you know challenge we have as believers is to learn what that is, to be in his word and to be receiving that instruction. Um, and, and then also recognizing you don't work 24-7. God has instituted limits on our life. We need rest at night. We need, you know, weekends to play with our families. He's blessed us with our families and that's important too. And so we, you can't just abandon life because you've chosen ministry. It is part of our lives, but we also have to be able to, you know, have those other relationships. How can I help someone in a relationship if I don't have a good relationship at home? Well, and Sherry, you also need to get together and have some really cool desserts with other people in fellowship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to end our time together by once again mentioning, folks, go to pathoflifespokane.org, pathoflifespokane.org. If, again, if you're watching this video, you'll see it on the screen. If you're listening, you'll uh, encourage you to go to that website. And you can see, again, their event coming up. Um, it's on Thursday, September 15th, Anchored to Courage. I love this beautiful lion, uh, the yeah. Lion of Judah, Jesus Christ, say anchored in him, rooted in Christ, and uh, we'll find our source of hope. We'll find the courage to walk a path of life. Again, come on out. You'll have a chance to uh, listen to an inspiring message from Allie Beth Stuckey. It's at Valley Bible Church on Sullivan Road in Spokane Valley. It starts at 5.30. There's a silent auction. The doors open at 5.30. Program begins at 6.30. There will be a free will offering there. Sherry Olson's executive director, and you've been with me today on Sound Insight. I really appreciate all the time you've given. Beautiful interview. Thank you so much, uh, Sherry, for taking time with me today on the program. Oh, thank you, Tom. And we're looking forward to having you as the MC at the event. It's like, that's a special blessing for us. Oh, go on. Go on, Sherry. Come on. Let's no, seriously, it too is. Late, too late. I'm just hey. teasing you. Thank you, Sherry. I, I'm really excited to be there. It'll be, uh, it'll be a wonderful a blessing to me to be at the event. So that's Sherry Olson uh, from Path of Life. Thanks so much. <laughs>